now listening to the Serious Growth Podcast with your host, Leo Costa Jr. Hey, my question to you is this. I know that your name is Keith. Yeah. Okay. Um, where are you? Where do you live? I live in London, England. London, baby. Uh, now I like when I book people on a lot of times, full, full disclosure, I just know their name and then I get to know them on camera. So bear with me. Uh, so you're calling you're in London. How's everything in London? Uh, yeah, it's very nice. It's really cold at the moment. <laughs> okay. So tell me, I reached out to you because you must have made a comment on one of my posts or something. Is that correct on Instagram? That, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. So uh, do you, uh, do you train? I'm asking some kind of obvious questions, but do you work out? Do you exercise? Do you work out with weights? Yeah. 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 I, I used to compete while I did oh, the show. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. So you, you competed at what yeah. level did you compete? And were you at a novice level or have you competed for a while? Uh, well, I did compete with the NPC. I think you've heard of that. It's based in the States. Yes. Uh-huh. So, um, they never had it in London. So um, there was a guy who teamed up with uh, someone else. I think Bob Ciccarello. Uh-huh. He, he organized the Two Bros Pro. Um, I think back in 2018, it was the first show. And he wanted to... He thought it'd be a good opportunity. So athletes can get their pro cards. So... People can travel from all over the world. Yeah. Okay. So were you actually competing? Was that your first competition ever? It, it was, yeah. Okay. So you were competing as an amateur then? Yeah. Okay. And what uh, what was the category that you were competing? Because the categories now compared to like when I competed is much different. They have a lot of categories. What category were you competing in? Um, um, bodybuilding, yeah. Novice. Oh, okay. And uh, what body weight did you come in at? What weight class? Um, I'm 75 kgs. I, I think I was a lightweight. Yeah. Lightweight. Okay. And how long were you? Have you were you lifting weights before you competed in this show? Uh, well, well I've been training since I was like 12. Like okay. Young. Yeah. yeah. How did you learn to train? Did you just learn through uh, YouTube or some of the platforms or something magazines? How did you learn this? I, I think the the, the um the Arnold bodybuilding books and the flex flex magazines and then oh. like from the internet mainly yeah okay so you learned that way yeah okay at the age of 12 how old are you now when you competed how old were you um i was a bit old like 27 yeah okay so you started at 12 years of age and you competed at the age of 27 okay have you ever had anybody along the way that helped you learn and 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 progress your weight training because i know i started from scratch too and before i could really compete at a level i have had to have somebody who had more experience and i i didn't and couldn't do it from a book or social media we didn't have that much social media back in those days anyway did you have somebody did you find a partner or a personal trainer that helped you develop your the proper routine um yeah well, I did a lot of research into like um, how to train so I can train for my specific um, goal, you know, like um, I was really much into bodybuilding. I was fascinated by it. Yeah. 
um, the development and stuff. Okay. How many days a week were you working out? Um, when I first started, like. Yeah, when you first started and then here before you competed in your show, how many days were you working out when you first started? Three days a week, four days a week? Well, my dad did give me um, a pair of dumbbells. I think it was five kg, which is like in America, they go by pounds in, right. in, in here, which is roughly about 11 or 12 pounds. And then I, I would I would work like the biceps and um, he would teach me like not just to train the bicep, but to train like the whole body. Right. Specifics so of like the chest, shoulders. And so you don't have no muscle imbalances and, and like the rep ranges. And he would say like to work on the technique and yeah. So was your dad was your dad a former bodybuilder himself? Uh, no, he used to play soccer a lot, but um, he had he had a, he had a cousin um, who, who was into bodybuilding. Yeah. And, um, he knew a little bit. Yeah. He he uh, pointed me in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, you obviously you have a passion for it, so you continued going to the gym. Okay. So let's move down the road. When you're, let's just say when you're uh, uh, 20, 25 years of age now, uh, are you working out inside of a gym? Are you still only um, relying on the knowledge that maybe your dad has given you or what you're learning on, on uh, YouTube or something like that? Uh, I would say a bit of both, yeah. And yeah. Where I live, there's not many bodybuilding. There was normally like commercial gyms. So I had to travel quite far. Um I have a relative over there, and I discovered this bodybuilding gym. It's called um, King's Gym, uh-huh. and they had this uh, Brazilian bodybuilder, and he um, he took me under his wing, and he just showed me all these exercises, and he looked at my body, and he said, um, you need to look in the mirror and, and see what's lacking, and then work on a body part to, like, bring it out, and right. you would do, like, more sets and so to yeah. um, bring up that lacking body did he have it sound the way that he's explaining it to you reminds me have you heard of a guy by the name of tom platts by chance oh yeah i think everyone has yeah, okay uh, yeah I, I never assumed that well I, him and i trained together and one of the things that was interesting about his approach is that like the, the way that your brazilian bodybuilder was talking to you he said take a look at where your body is strong and where it's weak and then keep designing a program you know based on that so you have good aesthetics. So that's what it sounds like from that guy. That Brazilian bodybuilder that you were talking about, was he like, had he competed a lot? Uh, he had an amateur level, yeah, but he was pretty good. Yeah, he trained a lot of uh, top guys. And Yeah. Yeah. And then had, did he have you doing, like, what was your rep scheme and how many sets were you doing per body part? All right. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about our product. Do you want a bone-crushing grip? Good, because you're gonna get one with the amazing new TRS Gripper. It's a progressive grip builder with longer handles and a special ergonomic design that's like a dozen hand grippers in one. Start off easy and work your way up to quickly build your grip strength from wet noodle to pulverizing. The package includes a video from the world-famous strength coach, Dr. Russ Horine, the man who worked with Leo Costa to help bring you Big Beyond Belief in the Bulgarian Power Burst. Dr. Horine shows you a simple and easy to follow workout plan that takes just minutes a day right from in front of your TV set if you want. So click on the link below and let's get started building you a stronger, firmer, 
bone-crushing grip. Um, he, he put me on a full body workout to begin with. So like, um, just to learn the techniques, so like example, like the flat bench press, then we move on to like the incline for the upper chest and then, then the yeah. flies for like the in and out. And then we do like lap pull downs and, and um, what's that machine called? The uh, low row. row. Yeah, yeah. T-bar row. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing a full body workout each time. Yeah. And how many days at that point now? How, what was your age at that point? Uh, I, I was actually 15. Yeah. Okay, fifteen. So, were you doing? Were you going in every day, five days a week, uh, to do full body workouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long did your workouts last? Um, uh, about hour, hour fifteen minutes. Okay, all right. So you got you had the. Um, were you doing any cardio, or were you just only doing weightlifting? Uh, yeah, he, he said uh, a twenty minute uh, brisk walk after. Yeah. Okay, so you did a, a uh, an hour and 15-minute weight training workout, and you did about a 20-minute cardio session, five, was it five days a week? Yeah, like, that's correct. Okay, and what kind of results did you uh, get during that period? Like, well, how much did you, what was your body weight when you started at that point, and what was it, uh, let's just say, did you train like that for how many years, two or three years like that, full body? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was um, that's what I've been taught. So it, it kind of stick to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you did that five, six days a week, and for about yeah. an hour. What kind of results did you get from that uh, particular style of training? Um, well, I got really strong because um, prior to that, I I did um, I did have like a fifty kg um, weights in the house. Uh huh. And when I went to when I went to the gym, I didn't know that the bar was twenty kg. So I, I just put the fifty kg on there, and it was actually seventy. And then I went to right. lift it, and then he said the bar is actually twenty. So right, right. I, I ended up lifting more, yeah. But I went from benching like forty kilos, which is about ninety pounds, to uh, to about one hundred and fifty with like three months. Like that's pretty darn pretty darn significant. And what yeah. was your what was your rep? repetition scheme that you were doing how many sets were you doing for each body part so how many reps and how many sets um uh, about three three exercises per muscle group about three sets of 10 okay yeah. and you always kept it right right there just right there yeah because he said um like when you work in the chest the triceps is already in play right. and then for the smaller muscles you would like just Put me in like preacher girls and tricep push down. But right. Then, yeah. Okay. So you did that for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, what did your diet look like? Did he? Did your your bodybuilder friend help you design a diet for yourself? Um. No, but well, he did ask me about the age. He said um, maybe you should build like a good solid foundation. He said you have big muscles. But he said when you go on the stage, you need to be really big. So I said, I said, it's a similar to his size. I said, I said, how long till I get big like you? He said, he said maybe one year. And um, he said he was, he was quite surprised. I was um, only 15. So he said, uh, you have potential. And so, and then I just learned about the definition. Cause I said, 
I only eat whatever my mom cooked. Like she just, uh-huh. um, well, she cooked like a well-balanced diet, but he said like bodybuilders, they have to like calculate their protein and carbs and fat intake. And right. a, lot of, a lot of it to do with the diet and um, calorie expenditure and all this play, comes into play and like uh, water um, manipulation and this and that. When you're with your diet, did you have any idea how many calories you were taking in? Or did you just go, how did you know how much that you should be eating for your body so you wouldn't get too fat? Let's put it that way. Well, that was the thing because we didn't have no weighing scales or anything. I, I didn't I didn't know how much protein I was got. I was just going by the, um, my eyes and um, the quantity. And then uh-huh. normally if, if my abs were fading and I wasn't seeing much lines, and so I would, um, I, w- I would just experiment. I would just do like more cardio and then stuff. But then I would, I would ask people like, I would, I, I thought it was maybe the, the training, but then someone told me, you can train all you want, but if your diet's not good, you can't out train a bad diet, and it has to go hand in hand. Like I heard, it's like seventy or eighty percent diet, and then the training is like twenty percent. So. You know, you're a, a really good example of someone who has learned it from at the really raw level. I mean, you you haven't didn't really count your your caloric intake. You really didn't count and track your protein. What we learn about bodybuilding that you did, and this is what happens when you when you're that person that becomes uh, passionate about the sport. It's all about the process. And this is what a lot of people don't really understand. They, and it, it, what it does is it runs a lot of people off because think about what you're, when you're trying and you're experimenting with something like this, it takes a long time before you get valid feedback and you have to keep some ways. Sometimes you have to just make an adjustment in your training and your diet and your cardio, but sometimes you have to start all over. I think that the average person, which it doesn't sound like to me that you're the average person because you were willing to go through that process and learn from that. It's it's been a learning process constantly, has it? Hasn't it? It has, yeah. yeah. Even now, yeah, I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you something. It never it never stops. I am. Uh, how old are you now? Twenty seven. Uh, I'm going to be 32 shortly. Okay. I'm 67. Okay. I'm double your age. Uh, and you don't, you don't look it. Well, thank you, sir. But my point to you is that it never, it never comes to an end. You're always going to keep learning as soon, assuming that you're interested in constantly changing how your mind functions as well as your body. It never ends, uh, Keith, never. And that's for me, that has been the beauty of this. And that's the reason why they're, uh, people like yourself and myself, I have lived the bodybuilding lifestyle now, you know, since I was 27 years of age, I've been 40 years, I've been doing this for 40 years. Can you imagine that? Wow! Yeah. I've never, I've never stopped. I mean, I had an injury or two that kept me from doing it, but I've never stopped. And the really, the thing that makes it exciting for me, I was just talking with my, the person that's running the, the, uh, the show here behind the scenes we were talking about the the passion and having passion for what you're doing. And it's more than that. For me, it's a lifestyle. It's what makes me happy. It's everything that I need to do on a daily basis. The first thing that I do when I wake up is go work out. I've been doing that for, for 30 or 40 years now. First thing in the morning, I get up. 
I don't have to. People ask me, why are you still doing this? I don't know if you get people. Are you married now? Do you have a wife or a girlfriend? Um, not yet. No. Okay. So do you have, you know, I've had people in my life along the way because I was so passionate about what I was doing. They started asking me, why are you doing this to yourself? You're going to the gym. You're putting yourself through a painful workout. You're sacrificing. What makes you, Heath, want to do that? I don't know if you've ever been asked that or if you've gotten full support. Yeah, people, I, I say because it's something I love. It's, it's, it's part of my life, you know, because I say, I tell people like, um, I think someone had this, he said like, when you wake up in your morning and, and you don't brush your teeth or take a shower, how do you feel? You feel bad, isn't it? It, it, <laughs> it become part of your life and you cry out for it because they're endorphins and it makes you feel good, you know? Yeah. And but you're not the average person. I can tell you that right now because the average person doesn't think like that, but you put that into uh, perspective, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they were uh, interviewing him one time about, you know, you're still going and, and working out after all these years. He goes, well, yeah, it's like I breathe every day, uh, day in and day out. So why wouldn't I do that with a workout? You know, that's a good analogy. Kind of like what you're talking about. You know, you feel a lot better, but it's, it's an, it's an interesting dynamic when you, especially when you're taking it, to more of an extreme level because i know what it takes for you to be a bodybuilder to get on stage but you're taking it to a level where you're actually sacrificing you're taking yourself into the gym think about this for a moment because this is what the average person is thinking you're taking yourself every day pretty much into the gym and you're putting yourself in pain you're taking yourself into that pain zone every single day the average person is going to go keith what's wrong with you why would you want to do that to yourself but you have passion for it. So it looks different to you. And it's really hard for somebody who doesn't understand where you're at and how this makes you feel centered and whole, because that's the way I feel. They'll never understand that as you're, if you continue to, to keep doing this and compete at a higher and higher levels, you'll get more of that. People will question you all the time. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. So where do you go from here? Okay. Are you, how are you going to, I, I'm assuming that you want to, do you want to put on more muscle and do you want to get, uh, take your body to another level? Um, yeah, it, it's always been my dream to, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a really high, um, goal to, I, I mean, the, the Mr. Olympia stage, but I, I would really like to like get my pro card and, Okay. But, so but I want to stay I want to stay natural so obviously there's a limit you know you have to be realistic and so Well, but yeah. here's the thing, you know, now uh, unlike when I was competing, there are a lot more organizations that are natural now. You there are there's there are other options that you can get your pro card. I'm sure that you know that, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know because you're right. Uh to to look at those guys that are monsters, they're not natural. None of them are. And that's just the way that sport is, right? So I think you understand that there's a certain limitation unless you're willing to go down that road. I did. I, I made that choice at some point because I wrote books way back when that basically the idea was to show somebody how they could train naturally with a, the proper training course, a serious growth. And these were some of the books that I wrote back, back when, Big Beyond Belief, Serious Growth. And I, that was sort of my unique stance on that because I didn't want to, I didn't want to take those drugs at that point. I wanted it to be natural. And I did that, but then it came at a time 
where I had to make a choice. And if I wanted to compete at that level, realistically, I had to be willing to take performance in enhancing drugs. Okay. So it's about a choice, but the good news is now you have a category and a, a national organization that that will keep your, I think that will keep maybe your dream still alive. I, I think that you probably know that, right? The, these other organizations. Yeah. yeah. Do they have those in London where you're at? I assume. Yeah. I actually, I actually competed with one. I think it's called the BNBF. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you, that was that your second thing, your second competition? Um, well, I did the bodybuilding, then I did the men's physique, and then um, bodybuilding again. Yeah, oh, okay, all right. And what, what one do you prefer? Do you do you like the bodybuilding or the physique more, or does it matter? Well, um, when I compete, I, I tend to like hold body fat on my legs, so I have to like diet really hard to, to get the cuts out. Uh -huh. um, Whereas the men's physique, they don't really look at the legs, so right, you you can get away with that. But then, it's a different ball game because the posing yeah. and yeah, yeah, they just have different requirements. I understand that. Yeah. So um, now the would you say that like it took me probably, Keith, it took me my fourth, maybe my fifth competition. It's been so long before I really what I can say hit my peak. So this uh, now you competed twice. If you're looking at now your competition and looking back, what would you say that you need to improve? And did you, um, yeah, what did you say, first of all, that you need to now improve going into the next show? And with that being said, what's your game plan to make those improvements? Um, well, one of the judges say, um, my, my weakness is, um, he said my posing and, and sta stage presence, it needs a lot of work because um, that's holding me back. So he says, like, if you have someone who who's better, um, who has a more like better, superior body than another bodybuilder, but his posing is weak and the other guy, he might be a, a few percentage lower, but his posing is on point. He's going to um, wipe the floor with that guy and take the tile. So um, when it posing is everything, you know. That's that's amazing feedback, and I totally agree with that, because I I I remember seeing that where certain guys like exactly what that that judge was telling you, they actually had the better physique, but they didn't know how to show it. They didn't know how to show their strengths, and they didn't know how to show their weakness. So I thought I think that what that judge told you was great feedback. But in your personal view, do you think that you're that you maybe over dieted, and that because sometimes when you over diet maybe you're like you said your legs are carrying extra body fat but you're because you over dieted the certain other body parts maybe came in and you lost too much muscle in those areas did what did that happen to you at all or did you were um, you on point you thought for the first or second time well the last one i mean i, I did pretty good i, I could my coach wanted me to get even more leaner and to dial in and yeah he said the, the posing but he said he said I shocked him that I came third. He didn't expect it, but um, he said um, he, he said um, he just wanted to get more lean. He said he said imagine what what show we could have showed them if he had more time. Did he say that? Wanted... Did he say that you should come in leaner in or certain parts of the body? Because the thing is fascinating about bodybuilding, as you know, it's like uh, being an artist. You're sculpting. And you can change certain aspects of your body. Did he just think, generally speaking, 
that you should come in leaner or were there areas that you're okay and, and that you needed to focus more on other body parts? Yeah. I mean, well, well uh, yeah, I think that's what you said, like mainly the quads and hamstrings to like get the cuts and separation. Yeah. And stuff. But okay. me personally, I, I think um, if someone is well um, balanced and they're posing and so they don't have to come in super shredded, like if everything else is flowing. So I guess it depends on. I think you bring up a good point because what you're talking about is aesthetically you're more pleasing on stage and you might be, you might be a hundred percent right. You know, if you're, if you have good balance, uh, you might be able to get away with not being as quite as shredded, but again, your overall look and the way you, you show that there's a lot of ways to win a bodybuilding show. Uh, the problem is with bodybuilding, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast is that it's very subjective. Like your coach, he was shocked at that you came in third place. But that's one of those kinds of things in bodybuilding. Unfortunately, that's what you have to learn how to deal with. And you have to learn how to win under the in that environment. And, and so many of the bodybuilders don't. They get upset. They, got, they feel like they got screwed. And, you know, they never want to go back again because of that. But that's always in the sport. It's not black and white, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, one judge, I don't know if you know him, he said it's like apple apple and oranges, isn't it? Like, it's so, yeah. Um, yeah. One judge goes one way, one goes the other. It's just right, like, right. One of the things I learned when I was competing early on was that there are certain judges that you keep seeing, at least where I was competing, there are certain judges that, that have a circuit that they go on. So you see those judges again down the road you know, at another competition. And here's the reality of bodybuilding to some degree. If you've been competing once or twice, let's just say in, in that certain show against this lineup of people, and you've got somebody that's there that's competed four or five times, and they're, they're a little bit better than you, or maybe if you're a little bit better than them, they will get the call. And it's just like when you're on that kind of stage with somebody who's been there and the judges have seen them, you probably have to be 30% better than that person to beat them you know, on that stage, which is frustrating because in this example that I'm talking about, you were the better athlete, but that's how that sport works. Yeah. I, I mean, it's frustrating all the dieting and all the training and then, and then it comes down to that. Yeah. Right. And right. This is what most people don't understand. You spent, like, I don't know about you. For me, I spent three months in my actual pre-contest mode to, to suffer and to put yourself through the hell that you put yourself through to get on that stage and then to, be, to, to have that kind of outcome. It, not everybody can tolerate that. Yeah. They can't because they, that's too bewildering. It's like, why should I do that? Some people will think that. But I got to tell you something, it doesn't matter because my view has always been this. Here's my stance on that. I want to compete against myself. I'm going to go up and compete against other athletes, obviously. I'm ultimately competing against myself. So if I improve with each show, this is my logical thinking. If I keep improving in each show, at some point, I will see the results that I want as far as winning something. Because if you look at it that way, in my view, what else can you do? You can't, you know, you're working with judges who are subjective. So all you can really do is keep improving and worrying about your own self. That's my view. 
What do you think about that? Is that a crazy old man yeah, talking to you? No, absolutely. Because <laughs> and you have, and you must enjoy the process as well because right. it's only going to make you more downhearted if you don't win, and then you're going to end up quitting, and that's your dream, you know. So it's just going to. It's a win-win if you're improving in that aspect. There you go. That's why I'm very competitive. I hate losing. I hate losing. But I got to go in with that. You know, I have to understand that that it's almost like an acceptance, but that's not being a loser. That's being real. And I just think that, look, you're going, your whole goal is really, I think for me, I'll talk, speak for myself. My whole goal as I'm doing all this is to keep improving myself no matter what. So if I can keep doing that and then go on, on stage and compete and, and try to enjoy that process, I think that's, uh, that'll keep you in a sport or keep you in the, look, I don't want to compete anymore, but, but Keith, I still go into the gym and I train like a bodybuilder. I still have that feeling in my head. Like I'm getting ready. Like right now I'm dining and not because I'm getting ready for a show. I'm just used to dining at this time of the year to get ready for a show. It's just something that I continually do. So I love that process. And I, and I sense that you love that process too. Yeah. So where does Keith go from here? What's your next goal? What's your next competition? And uh, how, how do you want to change uh, your body now to get bigger? What are you going to do? Um, well, with my coach, like, they say it's good to try different coaches because everyone has a different protocol and like I have to be careful what I say like a lot of coaches they just want your money and then and I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing but it's good to like um they'll be honest with you and they, they won't like because a lot of coaches will, will take your money and say yeah I'm going to train you, you're going to win right. and then right. really they're going to get your hopes up and when you're not ready to, and then you're going to feel so disappointed so it's good at least they tell you beforehand so you can be prepared and, and yeah. stuff. I think it's really important for to to have that kind of uh, uh, as, as a coach and as a trainer myself. One of the things I've always done, I think this is what you're talking about. I let that person know what the reality of all this is, is that's going to be. I'm not making promises. I'm just saying if you do this, this, and this, you're going to have it's going to put you in the best chance at this stage of the game. Because realize this, and you, maybe you have, unbelievably. It takes to get to the national level, real high level. It takes 10 to 12 years for a bodybuilder to look the way that they want to look on stage, believe it or not. It takes that long. Okay. You might have somebody who was a, a freak of nature uh, that might do it sooner, but, but what I'm telling you is the truth. It takes 10 to 12 years before you can compete at a very high level where your body is aesthetically uh, beautiful and you know how to diet and dial yourself in for a competition. And it's very hard to produce and reproduce a result because when your physiology is under stress, it acts weird sometimes, you know, too much stress at the very end of a show, for example, because I, I know a lot of bodybuilders, it happened to them. They would be in great shape a week out. But then because of stress and extra stress overdoing it, possibly uh, they'd come in and they flatten out or they would hold water. And again, it's, it's like, um, you know, it takes a long time to finally get that dialed in and you're in that type, you're in that, that part of your you know, training is that I suggest that you try everything because I had a, a real smart guy, Tommy from goals gym. His name was Don Ross. And he said, everything that you do, every, every training that you do, every diet that you do works to a degree, 
it's to the degree that it works for you. And that goes back to, you have to have a lot of coaches. You have to try a lot of things before you finally start dialing it in. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's your next competition? Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, um, compete with the BNBF natural. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just doing a little uh, off season now to bring up some body fights. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so when's the next show you're in off season training. So when, how long are you going to be in off season before you start your pre-contest? Do you know when the show is that you're competing in? Um, we decided to do quite a long off season, maybe, um, if not 2024, maybe. Okay. So a couple of years Well, you're, we're getting to 23. So about a good year. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Now with your coaches currently, are you still doing a full body workout? Or are you starting to separate body parts now when you go to the gym? Um, no, I do like splits and so, and then, um, okay. And maybe push, pull, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And then as far as your diet now, have you gotten to a point now with your coach that they know how many calories you're taking in or are you still, is it by feel or do you know how many calories you're taking in now? Uh, well, well, funny thing is he, I never count calories, but, but he, he count like the protein and carbs. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does make sense. Totally. So do you know how many, how many grams of protein that you're taking in now? Or just, is that just left up to your coach? Um, well, um, cause my coach went holiday. I'm, I'm doing it by myself. No, no. Okay. So how many grams are you taking in? Do you count grams? Um, yeah, I go by my body weight. So I'm like what, 165 or, um, 170, uh, I'm hovering around that mark. Um, and that's the grams of protein that you're taking in? Is that what you mean? Or is that your body weight? Uh, yeah, that's my body weight. So I, I go about 180 to 200, yeah. Okay. And then how many grams of protein do you take in? That much? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason why I'm asking, uh, Keith, is my as we, we're going to go ahead and exit off this show here pretty, pretty quick here. But here's my, here's my view on you making sure that you take your body to the, the, to the top of your potential. It's really important that you have somebody who knows more than you, your coach, to help you reach that, okay? That's, that's a part of the process. I had that process when I was working out with Tom Platts. I got to a point where I couldn't go any further myself, so I had to take another step. Tom Platts, in a, in a sense, was my coach. He was my training partner, but he was also my coach because he knew more than I did. But I'm going to give you a good piece of advice. I think it's really important if you want to take your body to the next level and to reach your full athletic potential, you have to learn everything that you're doing as it relates to uh, weight training, your cardio, and your nutrition. You have to learn everything to the nth degree about what's going into your body and how your body's responding. With that being said, I would recommend that you did you document every single thing that you do from this point forward document how you're feeling during your your off season 
any information that you can uh, track like that will be val very valuable information because what you're trying to do is be as efficient as you possibly can. You don't have time to waste, not because you're old and you don't have, no, it has nothing to do with that. But if you're going to put all this effort into what you're doing, it only makes sense to understand your body to the finite degree, if that makes sense. And you keep doing that and you'll shorten your learning curve. I promise you that. Okay. Thank I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, listen, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, close the show down, but I want to uh, thank you very much for coming on. I'm always interested. You're listen, you're a bodybuilding brother to me. You know, you're in the sport. I love talking to people from all over, uh, wherever they start. It's really interesting how you started with just dumbbells. I'm always fascinated by the story. And I think what would be really interesting in my mind is somewhere down the road again, you know, fast forward a few years. And I, I would be interested to see how you're doing if you're still in it and what your mindset is. So keep that in mind. Um, maybe you'll reach out to me uh, on Instagram. I, I hope that you will. And uh, we can do it again and see where you're at in, in that, you know, down the road a few years, comparing that to where you and I just started, because this is the beginning of something possibly that we'll see you developing to a higher, higher level. I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate um, you letting me come on your podcast. And My honor, buddy. No, oh, I like to, I like to, like I said, it's, but it goes both ways. I, I really appreciate you coming on. So let's talk again soon. Um, have a good Christmas. Oh, you too. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Serious Growth Podcast. For more episodes like the one you just listened to, subscribe to us on your mobile podcast app and leave us a review. If you'd like to reach out, you can find us online at SeriousGrowth.com. Until next time, train smart and train hard.